Our speaker today is Rabbi Brian. Rabbi Brian was born in New York City and was raised to be quite rational. He attended Tufts University where he studied architecture. Asking the question why led him to rabbinical school and to work for a number of years as a congregational rabbi. As he felt the priority of culture perverted his longing to help people reach godliness, he left and got a master's degree in education. He works at De La Salle North Catholic High School teaching mathematics to underserved youth and runs Religion Outside the Box, an internet-based, non-denominational congregation that helps adults through newsletters and seminars to unlearn spiritual religious baggage and reclaim their one relationship with God. Welcome, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Brian. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, hi, good morning. They told me this is a very sparsely attended service, but this is looking pretty good. I only know a few things about Unitarian Universalists. Um, well, I, I, I used to only know two things. One was I was ordained as a Reform rabbi, and the Reform Jewish movement always prides itself on being the most liberal of religious movements but then you guys get in the way. <laughs> um, the other thing I know about universal Unitarian you use um, is there's this story, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with it, but it's out there in the ether, and this is what we say about you, is that if there's a signpost and it says this way to heaven and this way to a discussion on heaven, you're all going this way. <laughs> Um, did you all know that story? We tell that about you. So I want us to talk, um, and some of you are in the choir, right? So you get to do this twice, and I'm going to do a different show at 11. So, because um, why not? There's a lot to talk about. Um, thank you for, for that introduction. Um, all, all true. I, I wrote it, so. It's, I want to talk, I want us to talk about God, right? Um, and I, so, but I want it kind of, I don't, I want to have a discussion about God, but the discussion about God is just philosophy, unless we actually do this side too, right? And we actually figure out from our discussing about God what that word G-O-D means to us. So, uh, buckle up. Here we go. Um, so, let's talk about the letters G-O-D. Um, quick, uh, I don't know how I want to, I would have you all stand up, but we'll do it a little differently. Let's do it on, on scale of one to ten. Ten being here, that you have, uh, that you are right now feeling fully and wholly in the presence of God, however you understand the word God. That's ten. Um, one's over here. I want you to think in this spectrum, if I were to ask everyone to stand up, where would you put yourself from one all the way over to ten? Okay, and I'm going to ask uh, brave people, where would you put yourself? What number would you be? That's five. Now, let me talk about five for a moment, because there are two different ways to get to five, and it's true, I teach math. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> But there are two different fives, 
um, that I found in working with talking to people about this. There are five people who don't want to commit, um, and then there are five who are, I'm kind of at the same time a two and an eight, and so I'm a five. So which which five are you? Are you a two and an eight five? Right. So what's the high and the low? Yes, one and ten. Okay. Does anyone anyone a little more midline? Anyone feel like they're like a six to eight? Unusual thing, you're six to eight. God bless you. Well, you're already blessed. Good for you. Six to eight. You're about a six to eight. Where are my buddies over here? We're about a three, ranging up to a four, huh, five, five, but three to five range. There's gusts of, there's a gust of an, an eight. Yeah. Good, good. Now, I want you to keep in mind, everyone put a little, oh, the singing was beautiful, right? We had a gust. Yeah, there was a moment where I wasn't here in the room, and I was like, well, what? I didn't know I wasn't here in the room, but then I came back into the room. I was like, oh, I don't know where I was, but I was somewhere. It was kind of cool. Um, I want you to think of, so put your little placeholders in your own mind up here on one to ten. And I want you to think, you had mentioned your mom. I want you to think, compared to the generation before you, is your average number higher or lower? Higher? Lower? Lower? So the reason you're sitting in the front. <laughs> right? Much higher. And most people were getting lower? Higher. Higher, lower. All right, how about the generation under y'all? The generation after, right? I guess this, this is a gray hair group. What you believe of them, right? I got a whole classroom filled of uh, 15 to 18-year-olds. Where do you think they are in this spectrum? They have no idea. <laughs> they think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the kids in my classroom are, are just like you guys. I got these kids and those kids. Um, but it's, it's really what's in our head, right, where, where we think things are. I'm going to um, tell you a story. There's a famous rabbinic story, the um, Kotzker Rebbe. I can tell you any rabbinic story. And, like, if I go to a group of Jews, they're like, oh, we know that story. But here, it's awesome. <laughs> so the Mendel Menachem, there are. Do you know Mendel Menachem of Kotzker? No, right. Why would you? Okay. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We're all, we're all playing the same. Um, Mendel Menachem of Katz asked a group of scholars, and let's have you guys be the scholars. He said to the scholars, which seemed like a soft, softball question, he said to them, where is God? And, of course, they answered, God is everywhere. And Mendel Menachem of Katz was expecting a different answer, and he looked up disappointed, said, no, no, no. No, God is only where we allow God in. God is only where we allow God in. Is there anybody of a 12-step uh, background, ego, right? Do you all know ego in 12 steps it stands for edging God out? Right? It's not true etymology. That's a little spurious, but it kind of works, right? Edging God out. So where is God? God is everywhere except... Where we put ourselves in. Right. Now I have a, um, I just, I'm a little, I'm a little touched, um, I'm a little crazy. So I, 
I am. So I made these a long while ago as a as a as a joke. This is God in a box. Because if God is everywhere, God must be inside this box. Um, it's good. Lorraine here, I'd like you to have the gift. It's, that's an infinite gift right there. And this is, this is a new version of it. This is now 33% less packaging and 40% more God. <laughs> yeah. Don't open that in here. Yeah. So why don't we experience more God in our lives? Oh, whoa, wait a moment. He was all of a sudden being funny, and now that's just like a really deep, hard question. Why aren't we experiencing more God in our lives? Because we know better. What does that mean? I can, under, I can understand because we know better in at least two different ways. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to have a notion of an external deity. Um, is that that's what you're saying? You don't. You don't want anyone up there. Okay, cool. God bless you. I mean that figuratively in this sense. Um, thank you for sharing that. That takes some some to, to share in a room. Good. So one reason because we don't believe in this kind of God, right? That's what you're saying. Right. Oh, come back. Are you back for the eleven o'clock service? I want to explain that a little more. Oh, good. Okay, we're going to talk. Well, I want to talk. I'm going to talk. There, there are um, different faith stages that we go through in our life. Like my daughter, do you remember being a really little kid and playing with your kneecaps? Do you remember that? It's because kneecaps are new. You don't have kneecaps when you're born, and they grow. And that's why when you're a little kid, you start playing with them because they're new, and they kind of move all over. And then you stop playing with them because they stop moving all over. So it's just a physiological development. And you know about object permanence. We have a new puppy also, and our puppy doesn't quite understand if I take something away that it's gone. Magic. Um, and little kids don't understand object permanence, and they develop that. Um, and the same in our, in our spiritual beliefs. There's definite belief stages. Not that everyone hits exactly in order, but we're, we're going to talk about that. So. Good. So that's a reason to come back, like you have a choice or in the choir. Good. Um, other reasons we don't... Ex- Experience God in our lives. Yeah, what do you got? Right. 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 That goes to the the, the Cusker Rabbit quote that God's there, but we're just not experiencing God. But we're also on the other side. This is all for me. Oh, I still want to do the 11 o'clock talk right now. Um, good, good, good. Why else might we not uh, experience God? Do you all know what inattentional blindness is? Inattentional blindness, do you ever see the video called The Gorilla in the Basketball Court? Yeah. Right? So they have, they, they have people, they watch this, um, they're watching a screen and there's a group of players in white and a group of players in black and they say, count how many times the players in white pass the ball back and forth. And you count and you count and you count and you count. And they say, uh, all right, what did you notice? And you go, 20. And other people go, 21. No, it was 20. And they go, did you notice anything else? And the answer is no. And they say, you didn't see the gorilla. <laughs> what? You didn't see the gorilla. 
no, 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 and you show them the same video. And in the middle of them tapping, there's somebody in the grill suit walks out mid-screen and walks back out. And most people, maybe something for some people, don't, I didn't, don't see the gorilla in the middle. And I think this might be, not, not, I don't want to tell anyone how they should believe God, but one of the reasons that I think we don't see God is we're so focused on what we're focused on. We're so focused on what we're focused on that we wouldn't be able to see. I think of it this way. I'm going to throw it around this way. If you were God, okay, but maybe you are God. That's a whole other theology. Check out a lot of If you were God and you wanted to get your attention, do you think you could do it? Right? Oh, wait a moment. That makes us think. If you were God, how would you get your attention? You make music. And would you, not God you, would you be able to hear that music? I'd be okay. You'd be here. Yeah, that's what I did, God. Really? Yeah, yeah. The music. Beautiful. Beautiful. Other people, what would you do? Well, you're all the way over here, sister. You grow a tree. All right. And for other people? You want a definition of? Okay, wonderful. That's how it's done. Right. Good. Okay. <laughs> what do we mean by the word G-O-D? It's a rough word. All right, let me give you some answers. And now I'm going to repeat some of this. A B C D. Okay, so here's A, B, C, D of God. Baylor University 2006 published this report and had some issues with it, but it's a pretty brilliant report and they said that in North America there are four different gods that people believe in. Fortunately, they line up alphabetically. <laughs> and hold on because I'm going to introduce E. Baylor University doesn't talk about E, but I'm going to add in E. A God is authoritarian. That's Zeus with the thunderbolt and the beard. You had a bacon double cheeseburger? No. <laughs> Authoritarian guy. B, benevolent, Santa Claus. You had a bacon double cheeseburger? I understand. I love you. Santa Claus guy. Authoritarian guy, benevolent guy. Now, let's just stop here for a moment before I move on. So when somebody says, I believe in God or I don't believe in God, these can be two totally different gods that they believe in or don't believe in. Okay? Um... The Deep South God. This is also ge geographic if you look at the Baylor study. It's unbelievable how they can break it down by socioeconomic status and by geography of the different gods. Um, so authoritarian, this one was benevolent. Uh, C is critical. Critical is the high school vice principal. Oh, you had a bacon double cheeseburger? We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Oh, there's going to be your come up and play. Okay, right now. That's critical, God. D, distance. That's the Portland God. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. This is the God. If we have the notion of God, God set everything in motion, made beer, and went out. <laughs> made hops so we could discover beer. 
and then and left. So that he did it. And so Baylor University says that these are the four gods that people use when they use the word God. They're talking about one of these four things, and you can see the confusion. Now I'm going to add more confusion to it because 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 the word believe. So the only word that I'm quite certain of when we say I believe in God, I'm sure of the word in, and I'm sure of the word I. The word believe and the word God get really variable. So what does the word believe mean? Believe we often, you know, do you? I think it means choice. It's a choice we make. It could be. When we say we believe something, it's simply a choice we have made. Uh-huh. That's how we, we get faith by belief, by choosing something. Oh, here's a really good little fact for you. The word heretic in Greek, heresis, means choice. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, nice. I like a little more of that. I am such a nerd, I look up the etymology of the word nerd. <laughs> I did, I did that a few weeks ago because I had heard on a radio interview um, that somebody said the word nerd was the word drunk written backwards because those are the people who didn't want to party. But no, it's not. It's not that at all. I looked it up. Yeah, you're right. It has nothing to do with that. It was Dr. Seuss made it up. Um, oh, the word believe. The word believe originally, ready for this one? Meant beloved. Right? Lieb in German for love. Alright, so believe in God used to mean do you feel beloved by God? Do you feel beloved by God? Not do you have, do you hold credence in some external notion that there's a force outside of us that, that, that was not what believing God meant at least in Jesus' time that was, that, that, Jesus would not have understood the rabbis back then would never have understood believing God to mean that isn't this all fascinating let's get to E so we got A, B, C, D there's going to be a quiz you all got them all? yes okay. <coughs> E, yeah, D was distant. E is anything else you believe. I spell it with an E, so it works. <laughs> it's just, or maybe it's a capital E for L. L Scott. It's, I, I, I'm pretty certain that no two people's faith can be the same. How could they? We're all different. There are stories in Judaism that... Um, if two, there's a, exactly one door to the Garden of Eden for every single person. And should any one person enter the Garden of Eden through someone else's door, everyone would be kicked out for all time. Right. So it's very important that we all have. And there's a, there's a story in Judaism. Here, I've got a whole bunch of these. Right? There's a story in Judaism where I have a whole bunch of quarters. They all kind of look alike, right? They all look alike. And the Judaism, they hate, the, the Jews back in the days of the Talmud, and, uh, they hated Rome. Because it's kind of the same relationship that religion has with America now. Um, so they hated Rome, and they said, why is God better than Rome? And they said, because Rome makes coins, and every coin looks exactly alike. But God makes people. And there are never ever two that look the same. But it's done, right? Gloria, I apologize, Gloria. Would you do me a favor? Pick out one of them. I'm going to try an experiment here. 
Could you write your name on the face of it so it doesn't look like any other quarter? It's going to be kind of like a magic trick. And then on the back, um, on the back, would you would you put your uh, I don't know, put any shape, any any symbol, anything that makes sense. I'm going to take another quarter. Can you give that one back to me? I'm going to ask you to do the exact same thing on this one, so that we have two quarters that look exactly the same. Good. Did you write your full name? You just from the initial. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm going to ask you, um, put that in my hand. I'm going to close my hand. You take this one, put it in your hand. Close your hand up. So, what would happen if we have two quarters that look very much the same? I lost my little alcohol pad. I prepared. <laughs> what would happen if on one of these, you see Gloria's initial there, there's an initial on that one still, if I wiped it off? Now the individuality is gone. You still have yours, which looks like yours. Now, even a permanent marker, we know, isn't very permanent. Close your hand up for a second. Put that back with you. I'm going to do this. Hold your hand up. It's going to be as though we're doing a magic trick. Okay? Just go with me for a moment. Ooh. I smell the alcohol. Okay. Did you feel that? No. Okay. Did it feel that? Oh, good. good, good. That's awesome. Yeah, powerful. Now, I want you to imagine, just imagine for a moment, because at 11 o'clock when we talk about childhood understandings of, of faith, I, I want to hold you guys at this little teeter-totter point for a moment. And the teeter-totter point is, could you imagine, so I have all these cars. Let's say this is the one that you I had to write. Would you imagine that you saw your initials were still there when you just speak? Could you imagine that right there after you felt something that the initials just wiped away? Could you imagine that would be... Would that prove God? No, of course not. But I want you to imagine what it would feel like inside if something miraculous happened to that quarter. If, let's say, all of a sudden when she opened her hand, not only was the name off, but uh, there was a hole in the quarter. Just imagine for a moment what it would feel like that there's a hole in the quarter. What that would do to your... What would that do? How would that feel? It's a little uncomfortable, the feeling. Wouldn't it be a little uncomfortable? And what would you immediately try to do? Explain it. Thank you, Unitarians. <laughs> right? And that, that's kind of my point. I'm going to hold your hand up. Please, I don't want anyone to think we did it. Did we arrange anything? We didn't even get the reading arranged ahead of time. That's how unarranged this is. Now, you're going to do a little bit of acting. Hold your hand towards you and open it up. And I want you to act as though when you see it, something happened and they're not going to believe you. Whoa. But did, did, did something happen? Do we believe her? We have to? Why? Okay, but did something really happen? Sure. Okay. Now I don't believe her. So this is faith. 
right? And this is the struggle we all have with God all the time. Is, is it happening? Is it not happening? Is this real? Is this not real? Sometimes when I'm awake, I think, this is a really cool dream I'm still in. I keep having this dream. Did anyone else ever have that feeling? Like, this is a really extended dream. I keep coming back to this one. Something happened? Could you actually show, tell them what happened to the course? It got warmer in my hand. It got warmer. That's not too exciting. <laughs> what was that? It's a bit bent. It's a quarter bent. This was my initial picture. Yeah. It's bent. Just bend it back then. You see that? That is. I'm sorry. Every group's got its own rules. Okay, that's kind of cool. I'm going to leave us with this weird feeling. Okay. Which is, they tell you when you're doing public speaking not to leave people with a weird feeling. But I want to purposely leave us with this weird feeling. I'm going to leave us with this question of what if. And I'm sure Unitarians were all going, oh no, he did some magic something. There was obviously when he, wait, I can't figure that out, but there was something. I'm going to leave us with this weird feeling. And leave us with the possibility, okay, yeah, it is totally a magic trick, right? Okay. Um, but how, I don't know. I'm just going to leave us with the weird feeling. And that we should hold on to the notion that miracles are possible. The same miracle is a magic trick. But that miracles are possible, and this world is pretty miraculous. And we don't always have to go this way. Um, so we have some time to um, continue our discussion. Um, questions or comments? I'll try to reach everyone in the time we have. Thank you, Rabbi Brian, for a very entertaining and wonderful talk. I wanted to tell you a little story about two determined Jewish people. And my partner, Irv, is the son of these people, and the father is David Deborskis, a Lithuanian Jew, and the mother is Helen Gothmanis, a Lithuanian Jew. And they are playmates together all through their years in Vilnius. And then the parents felt uneasy about that because the mother's parents were a rabbi and his wife, and the father's parents, they were rat pickers. And so there was uneasiness in class. And so they sent Helen to Vienna to go to pharmaceutical school. And they thought, that'll do it. 
that'll do it. These two won't be together again. Well, Helen left pharmaceutical school without telling her parents, and she went to Chicago where maybe some relatives were. And upon entering Ellis Island, they changed her name to Helen Hoffman. And then she had a plan. She sent for David, and he came. She knew no English, but she got through Ellis Island, went to Chicago, and sent for David, and he came. And so there they were together. And I guess that shows a little bit about love and the boundaries that are stretched to have that love. And that story is for you. Thank you. I have a question, and that is, what do you see as the difference between God and that which we can't explain? Uh, I think there's, yeah, I'm trying to think, is one a subset of the other? And then which is the subset of which? Um, so I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say this, because it sounds clever. Um, I think God is both unexplainable and explainable at the same time kind that God is beyond our understanding is just at the very edges and limits of our understanding. So, can, can we get easy questions now? <laughs> no, not, not here. This is actually more of a question for the crowd. Um, how many of us believe in things like electrons and other subatomic particles? Nobody's ever seen any. We have exactly the same amount of real evidence for electrons as we do for God. So I like your cheeseburger analogy. You didn't take it to D&E, so I was thinking about that. What was it, a double bacon cheeseburger? Uh, dis distance, go long. I'll throw it to you. And uh, E is uh, either would you like fries with that? Or um, I'm sorry, I, I can't eat it, I'm a vegetarian. situation where they feel really sunk 
Instead, they're going to start praying to somebody, somewhere, that they might not know the name of who they're praying for, praying to, but they're not going to sit quietly. They're going to be talking to somebody, and that's going to be something in the way of a God, or something like that. Can I, can I, break, I want to break down the word prayer for us so that you all have a better understanding. There are actually three different types of prayer. Um, unfortunately, for... Oh, yeah. My bad. So there are three different types of prayer. Um, there's a P prayer, P prayer, and a P prayer, which doesn't make it easy to remember which is which. The first one is petition. The word prakare for prayer comes from to ask for. This is when we, God is a giant ATM machine and Santa Claus and we ask for something. That's petition. Um, praise. Praise is God, you are wonderful. A lot of hymns are the, this praise prayer. God, God is great. God is wonderful. And often that leads right into, I just sucked up to God and I'm giving you a cake. Right? And the third kind of prayer is presence prayer of being present. Of, and, and to me, this is, this is, um, this is real prayer. This is where you're not asking God for anything, you're not sucking up to God. You're telling God what you're experiencing. Um, and it's God, I am blessed, or God, I am scared, or God, I am, and, um, Jung, I'm just gonna throw out big names because of the crowd here. So Jung had this notion that God isn't aware of God's self. And that the only way that God can be aware of God's self is that we need to reflect to God our experience. The same way that my children know about the world because I've been reflecting to them since they were very little. Oh, you look hurt. Oh, you're sad. Oh, you're... And you tell them and then they start to learn their own feelings. Is that that's an idea that we are telling God about our experience so God can have a better understanding of this world. I, I don't have, You don't have to like it. Yeah. Ninety nine percent atheist. Yeah, yeah. The problem with being an atheist is it feels to be like another religion. It often is. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people have made not God into God. Yeah, exactly. That's not right. Yeah. I understand both ways, but the whole idea that we somehow have to do stuff to for God something. You know, we pray that any God will know God did. And, and no. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Well, from my, I'm a little confused about this discussion because from my limited experience of young, <laughs> a dog is kind of an archetype, so it's, a, it's something inside of us that relates to some to the environment somehow, just like all our other instincts relate to the environment. But uh, my question kind of is, uh, why does calling it God or experiencing that way uh, bring something to us? In other words, why, why call it God? Uh, why, why try to characterize it that way? As opposed to calling it something else? Well, but you, you yeah, yeah, like, like uh, the universe is and its laws and and all the creation that happens. Yeah. So why calling that? Why worship it? I, I can go on a tangent and tell you Judaism has. We don't. You know, traditionally we don't even write the name God out. We're not using the name God. And Jewish understanding of that is to name something is to have dominion over it. Right. And so I can say, hey, Bob, and then Bob turns around. Well, if you knew God's name, that was the whole idea. If you said God's name, then God is forced to respond to you. So in Judaism, in, in the Torah, we don't actually even write. We, we put in um, yod hey bav hey. We put in four letters that don't say that the Jehovah's Witnesses, and later all, they try to say that word, and that's where they get Jehovah from. But that word's not a word that's a placeholder to us. It's never meant to be a name. Of course, in Judaism, we also have, you know, over a hundred different names for God, which are all fine, except if everyone used the word Jesus for God. You're not allowed to do that, so we have like names. To me, it's like Jews will use any name for God, but as soon as you introduce Jesus, then that card, then the whole game's over. Why? What's that about? I, I believe I saw a few other people. <laughs> yeah, um, when I went to the last uh, Unitarian gathering, uh, I went into, they were showing this film, and it was a marvelous film from outer space and all the stars and universe and everything. And then they said, isn't this enough? And you know, it's always been enough for me. I don't have to have anything else mm. about me. Right. It's just the the the, the 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 hymn that was just sung right before I spoke was that everyone has different notions of God. To some, God's the Father, and to some, God's Mom, and to some, God's nature. You know the story of the blind man and the elephant. It's that. It's that we can all have different pieces and different understandings, and look, we can all still sit here in peace and not and nobody's beating each other over the head with your, your notion of God's wrong I, I don't I don't I've never run into a bar fight between a Catholic and a Protestant <laughs> over the Trinity they're not fighting about that there, nobody's fighting over theology 
They're fighting over power, they're fighting over land, they're fighting over money. They're, nobody's fighting. Look, there are some nuts who will fight over anything. Um, I, I also say, do you remember um, uh, uh, John Hink Hinckley, the guy who shot the president? Hinckley, because he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. I don't know anyone who's boycotted any Jodie Foster movies because of what was done in the name of Jodie Foster. So, just because it's done in the name of religion, no, it's not. They can say that all they want, and this is not religion. Um, so, the ABCD gods, yeah. the, the ABCD gods seem to be the anthropomorphic gods with an opinion and yeah. a plan and yeah, yeah. superpowers. But what about a concept of God that's very close? and concrete that you can shake hands with and share a meal with in a close circle of friends. Why Amen. isn't that enough? Why do we have to tie it into anything beyond that? The, the Baylor University just called up a whole bunch of Americans and that's what they came up with. And that, that's not the be-all end-all and there are definite great criticisms of the study. Well, thank you all for um, your comments and questions and thank you Rabbi Brian for your insight.